Oh shit. <laughs> oh wait, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um here we are. Le- Leonard you know, and uh Thomas Espero. I'm never gonna uh-huh. never gonna Spiro. pronounce that right, but Anyway, yeah, welcome to the podcast, boys. Uh, these are thank you for having me, my friend. I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you very much. I appreciate this <laughs> a lot. No, it's 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 a pleasure, and it's so always good to... a pleasure to be on the show. <laughs> so good to to see you guys and and to to talk as always. It's it's crazy that we went from literally basically living together at school and and uh, now yeah. everyone's like all over. We're on different continents. Yeah, I know for real. Crazy. For real, but... Anyway, for those uh, who don't know, Thomas and Leo uh, were the two freshmen that I was brought in with to uh, Nova. Well, we had we had Corey, but uh, <laughs> unfortunately, Corey did not did not make it very far. Yeah. How, how far? How long was that? A week? That was like two weeks, my no, guy. Like two days. Two days. Yeah. 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 I don't think he touched the ball. I don't think so. After I think the he, running, bro, he just yeah, quit. Right. Well, I'll never forget. Like, I told you guys a story, but he, um, I like went to the training room, uh, like during physicals or whatever. And I asked him, I was like, Oh, like, how are you feeling? Like, how are you? And, and he was like, I'm done. And I was like, I was like with physicals. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, nah, like I quit. And I was like, Oh, like I didn't realize. I, yeah, know, I, was- I know he's playing again. I think he's playing college ball now or something like that. Cause mm-hmm. I, I talked to him from time to time. But yeah. I think he- he started playing again, which is good. He was—he could have been all right. I think when we did some practice shooting before training, he was all he right. Was pretty good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he was—he was pretty fortunate, you know. He was pretty quick too. I—I—I I, I remember. Um, yeah. But just crazy how that all works, and then and then Nestor moved into your guys' room, and it's oh, just we so had good. such a good time for like. Uh, love that guy. Like, yeah. Oh my god! So if I go to New York, I have to see him, bro. Oh. <laughs> He's gonna show me the hood. The U.S. <laughs> proud. I think he's. I think he's in the Navy. I believe now. Yeah. I yeah. Think so. Yeah, I think so. But I thought he was anyway, in like yeah, the Philippines or something on like Snapchat or something. Yeah, he was close to me, bro. Yeah. Yeah. What a what a character. I know. I, I'll, 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 reach, I'll reach out to him. Talk to him sometimes here and there. And, uh, Can you hear that? Yeah, but it's not rattling sound. If it's too loud, you let me know. I guess spank yeah. the boy. No. <laughs> Is that your dog? Yeah, man, yeah. in love with me or something. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't doubt it. Yeah, <laughs> love character Leonard is. Uh, but, uh, all right, Tom, anyway, man, yeah, why, don't we just, why don't you just set the stage, introduce yourself? You know, tell us a bit about, about you, bro. No, Michael was a talk show host here. No, no, no. Well, let's 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 hear Leo's story. Let's yeah, let's hear. I agree. Let's hear how. Um, you know, you grew up grew up playing footy and growing up in Australia oh. and how you eventually uh, made your way over. All right. I don't want to go too far back because I don't want to take this all about me. You know, I want to hear about you guys, but... Don't worry, we got time. Um, I mean, I, I remember playing soccer as soon as I could remember. I think I was like three or four when I touched the ball. Um, I just played like local, but there were, I was always kind of like... That sound like a dick. I was always, I was always pretty good. I was always, I mean, man, scored goals, didn't it? And um, I had like a lot of players I've, I, I'm playing with now. Didn't have the pedigree I did. Like I went through like the top level I could go when I was young. Like I was in the top shit all the time until about like s- seven or eight, and my parents couldn't drive me 
all these distances away. No, I know. I know. Bring him over, bro. I want to see you. Yeah, tell him to say hi. That's all right. Tell him to say hi. You guys remember him? Yeah, the businessman. He was on TV and stuff. Uh, How are you? Yeah. (laughs) Enjoying uh, summer and Corona. Yeah, Yeah, right. I know, all of us. Making it work. I've got to keep in touch. Yeah, great to see you. Great to see you. Okay. Say it for all. I know you for a Anyway, um, until late, my parents couldn't drive me like. Because I live out far west where not much was at the time. So I had to travel a lot. So my parents stopped doing that. I couldn't, couldn't do it. They, they both worked. So I went back to like park soccer. I played for like three, four more years of just like for fun. And then eventually I got like scouted into the, um, like the, again, like that top tier of what I could play at that age when I was like 10. And from 10, I've played like the highest level I possibly can until about what was I, 15? I got, we have like, you know, like the MLS, they have academies, right? Our top tier teams started making academies. And when I was that age, everyone started talking about it. Like, oh, bro, who's going to get scouted? And I was like, just playing because I love football. I wasn't worried about that sort of stuff. And eventually um, I had a really good season. They called me and they gave me a spot for the first, the inaugural year of their academy. So Uh, From there, I spent two years at the top academies in the country. And then I had a bit of a flattening, you know, I was going up and then I kind of like became stagnant a bit. I I got like, you know, let go and whatnot. I didn't stop playing. I still played at a pretty high level. And after one more year of that, um, a coach reached out to me. He saw me play it. Like I, I represented my state against other Australian states and he saw me there. And that's when he said, have you ever considered the prospect of going overseas to um, the US specifically? And and it never crossed my mind, but when I brought it up with my parents, how you could combine schooling and a new life and living by yourself and, of course, football, it was it was attractive. So I did all the work. My parents said, oh, we don't, my parents are very, you know, ethnic. They didn't want to see their kid leave the house too early, so... They're like, if you want it to happen, you make it happen. So I was on the phone on and off with so many different people, coaches, getting references, making my resume. I, I, I had my most important exams in our final year of schooling and I didn't study for any of it. I was just making my highlight videos yeah. and banking that I would get a scholarship. But it all paid off. I mean, I think, I don't know if I ever told you guys, but initially I was going to I was gonna go to Syracuse up in the New York state, yeah, I believe, out of state that. New York. And it was all like kind of done deal and, and what, you know, stuff happened. They reckon the defender got hurt and they had to put that money towards a defender. Who knows if it's true, you know, whatever happened, happened. So I started going back through the list and I, and I was, this was the, Nova was the only D2 school. And I was, and I, and I didn't know about college soccer. I didn't want to like go, oh, D2 has got to be worse than D1. So I just talked to every coach. Like I think about 15 coaches. I talked about their program, what they could offer, this, that. And what I loved about Nova was because it was a smaller school and it was in a, like a beautiful place. And I knew like I wouldn't just be another person there. I could actually be like 
someone make good friends. I wasn't just going to be in, like, some schools have like 40,000 in your country, bro. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. get that big in Australia. So I liked it was small and, and sort of like where I've come from. We, I would come from like a smaller town. You know, everyone kind of knows everyone. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I worked all year to pay for my, like the tuition. I mean, I did, I got a really good scholarship, you know, I didn't have to pay too much at all, but I worked the whole year to pay for the flights, accommodation, food, everything. And, I, and my parents said, if I went there for a year or two and I was still there, they'd spot me the rest. I mean, we all know that didn't, that didn't happen. <laughs> well, yeah. kind of we'll, get, we'll get to that. We'll get into that. Yeah. yeah, we'll get into that. Okay. Um, that's did a whole you, different combo. But, um, did, you, did you work with like an agency? Because I remember that you worked with like someone that helps hmm. like, connect you with the coaches, right? Because I'm sure there's going to be like a lot of young athletes that yeah. are like you know, yeah so it's yeah. The, the the prospect of us wasn't like so unknown it was just that a lot of like agencies before just would take your money and then hope for something to happen whereas this agency was someone i had met already and then he directed me to someone else and their whole they were very new you know and they dealt with players like me that's why i could relate there was players playing the same league as me that had the same kind of like situation is me they've gone to the top back down whatever and their whole philosophy was we we work you we work out a deal first and then once you're so confident and you want to commit then you you, you pay them whatever they're owed for you know organizing the meetings and whatnot and making sure i'm taken care of as far as legally and all that so yeah so i i you obviously have to pay a bit of money for this sort of thing but it was it was a bit more secure than kind of giving your money to someone you don't know and then hoping they go who knows how much time they spend. They might send a million generic emails and hope something happens. This guy was like dedicated to me, personalized for me. And, 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 and honestly, I'm, I want to do it again. Like after I graduate here, I want to do my master's in the U S and do that and, and give it another go. So I'm definitely going to probably go with him again. No, that's, that's great. I think like as a foreigner, you know, like that's such a, a like a foreign concept, you know, of coming mm. over to combine school and you know what happened you know what hurt um helped a lot is this guy played in the same league as me he played in the same sort of academies i did and when he had the chance when he was younger he played at uh ucsb california santa barbara and he graduated there where, so uh, he, that's where tito, tito, from. Yeah, yeah, that's where tito was what's that that's where tito was yeah tito yeah yeah, yeah. so he he had experience like he knew what he was talking about he wasn't just someone that's like just reading a book and telling me what's happening he was he lived it and he, he'd give me real life experiences and give me advice you know whether i listened to it or not which probably was my downfall but yeah it was it was it was a great opportunity i, I never regret it best thing i ever did and I, I hope i can do it again and a lot of other players from in my sort of situation i hope they take the opportunity too because america is a whole different game bro you got so many resources. You yeah. you treat everyone like a pro. Here it's like Australia is just a different culture, you know. So it was great for me. I loved well, just, it. Yeah, just the concept of like like what I was saying, combining school and sports. Like that's just such an American way of mm. doing. It. You know, it's not like a a common concept elsewhere. So yeah. you know, if you don't have the opportunity to either like play professional, you know, you have to you know either sacrifice sport or school, and so. Being yeah. able to come over and, and do both, like that's a big, big, you know, attractive. Um, yeah. Like, come over and. The only thing is, is in Australia, our schooling is subsidized. So, like, my degree, all of it is like thirty thousand, which in American is probably like twenty. 
and I pay it back once I start earning a salary. I don't pay any interest. I don't pay it now. I pay it when I start having a life. But you that's guys got to fork up big money, bro. That's like, that's total or that's per year? That's total, bro. That's yeah, three that's, degree. Yeah, that's crazy compared to- It's like 11 grand a year. Yeah, yeah. Then again, we have Norway, which where everything's, all the uh, public schools are free. For higher education. Yeah, that's a whole different so, level. Yeah. You imagine so how country, crazy. Like, so, all crazy. right, so we'll go on to, to, to Tom then. We can hear, we can hear. Yeah, uh, we will go to Tom. All right, so, well, I don't know who's going to watch this, but obviously I'm from Norway. And um, I guess when it comes to um, football, um, I started uh, playing when I was not as early as Leo. I think maybe uh, five, six years old. Um, I remember going to practice here and just, um, yeah, everything was, everything was, uh, was fun. I had all my friends there playing and, and, um, and, uh, everything was doing, I was doing well in the first, first couple of years I was, I remember feeling I, cause I started off as a winger yeah. and I remember feeling like <laughs> I was the quickest guy on the team. Can you wow. imagine me now playing center back and being the slowest guy on the team? <laughs> How funny is that? But anyways, so I started off in this local local team that we had uh, on the island I live on in Norway, which, I mean, it's a small, you know, it's a small team. Um, 10,000 people live in this island, so you can only imagine how how uh, little people uh, really actually played uh football there so um but anyways i started off there um played through elementary um first and middle school i think the first six years that i played i guess i played on this team and then um same well the same happened to me as it happened to leo the scout like getting scouted and into a youth academy in like a top tier uh, team in norway um, which was like an hour away and I remember I was I think I think I was 11 at the time when I was uh, picked out there and uh, we started having uh, morning sessions so I had to wake up at I remember I had to wake up at like 5 4 30 yeah. uh, a.m. How old were you at this point? As an 11 year old yeah. I was 11 I was 11 and wow. we were really going for it at that time because yeah. I it was me and uh, my best friend um so we had our parents drive us two times a week to morning practice, one hour away. So we yeah. woke up, we had to wake them up. We drove at five, practice was at 6.30 or whatever. Yeah. And then we got back uh, an hour late to school, which was <laughs> fine for the teachers yeah. and everything. Um, and wow. I think we did this for, I don't know, five years. Wow. So, And so as those five years developed um uh the team that i played on got like well the players got cut uh, a lot of them and then we obviously ended up with uh with a strong strong team um or a strong youth team uh, i think we were under under 16 under 17 or something i think yeah under 16 and uh, at that time um, I was still playing for my local team at the same time as I practiced with this this youth team. Um, but then when I was 16, I was going into high school and I got um, like an amateur contract with this 
with this youth uh, youth academy and um, so me and my friend best friend we both got this and then we moved together uh, out of the out of our houses and into an apartment uh, an hour away went to high school there um, and we're just practicing playing games against other top teams in the country at our age you know um, I got my I remember getting my my senior uh, senior debut at the stadium when I was like 17, which was just crazy. Scored a, scored a goal and everything on the header. Three, bowling. So, it was just amazing. Um, and from, I think like from that point on, everything, I was going like kind of up and down, you know, it was, they considered me to be, I guess, a talent um, over there. And then, when I was like, I, I went three years to high school. I kept playing with this team, got some practices with the, with the senior team, which played in like the Premier League in Norway. Mm. Um, and, and then when I was like 19, right before I moved to the U S I was, um, we were at this, um, I guess like, um, what's it called when you go to like this, uh, uh, event where they kind language of promote <laughs> Is it like a tournament no 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 when they like going for school you go and per, uh, schools promote themselves you know um trying to like get people a norwegian to... thing bro <laughs> well they well uh, anyway basically this um kind of like a college fair like where all the college yeah, kind of like a fair you know where they come and like talk about their school stuff like that yeah I guess. And so, so this age, this agency came, um, came to talk to me um, or came to the school and I went up to talk to them about scholarships and everything in the U S cause, cause we, my family and I had, we lived in the U S for what was it, two or three years when I was younger and this, you guys know, but uh, anyways, and, and you know, the thought of going back, had always been kind of interesting. Uh, I didn't really know too much about it, you know, when going into uh, going into like uh, or ending my high school career and everything. Um, but anyways, I got to got to talking with this uh, a call it like agent sports consulate or consultant mm-hmm. or whatever it's called yeah. language barrier, you know. Um, <laughs> but uh, so we got to talking and 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 he heard a lot about or heard a little bit about me i told him what what whatever else he was wondering about um and then i went to this um this kind of trial where a lot of where a lot of coaches uh in the from the us came to norway to watch a lot of like i think we were like 100 120 players or whatever um on like one day we we had one practice and then we played games against each other um as like a showcase or or whatever um and then obviously from that showcase i didn't really do that well um um, but i got uh, into contact with a couple of coaches there anyways um nothing that was too interesting um and then obviously by that time i'd made my uh uh my video to highlight video and then I just gave it to that uh, sports consultant, and then he just contacted a lot of schools. Um, and at that time, I guess in I think it was January, February, or something in two thousand and 
was it 19 or 18 18 18 that's when no uh, nine no it was 19 wait no i've been 19 my g yeah yeah. yeah that's when we graduated yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so the january february whatever of 2019 um i got an email about this one school down in florida uh, which was division this two. One school, I was, right, this one school. Well, yeah, well, yeah you, you know how it is. Yeah. But, but, but like, so I, he told me about Nova and then he said D2. And then I was like, okay, what, like, is there a big difference between D1 and D2? And the only thing he could say was uh, money, you know? That's um, what my guy said. He said size. And then, and then he said that, uh, Division two usually has older players too. So, and that was fine for me because I was used to playing against senior players back home in Norway. Um, So, I mean, and, and then I got to talking with the, with, with with Gaffer and with, with everyone there or with him at least. And then I got a, you know, a solid scholarship, generous scholarship. I'd I'd like to say yeah uh, which i was really grateful for and and you know the location as you said leo the location was just beautiful the school wasn't too big you like you wouldn't be you wouldn't see people once for your whole like college career exactly right. exactly again, right. you know? um although there probably was some people that you never saw <laughs> yeah. but uh i guess uh yeah yeah, I mean, it was attractive school. Uh, seemed like, well, definitely was good good coaches, you know. And then I just, you know, went for it. You know, just on that, Tom, you reminded me, because when I first thought of Nova, I never, like, I didn't think of it as, like, my first option. So I was like, you know what, I'll make the most of it. And now looking back at my experience, I don't feel like I would have wanted to go anywhere else but there. Like, I feel like I had... Yeah. It was such a great time, and I and I made so many great relationships. I mean, the whole thing was surreal. I think it was a great, great choice. Oh, you know, for sure. I mean, I I can't imagine going anywhere else. Well, obviously, I go in New York now, but I couldn't yeah. imagine going anywhere else after yeah. that year. You know, or but at it, least you know, it's crazy because like being out of out of the country, like you can't visit, you know, the only thing that you get to kind of get an idea of the school is like online videos. Yeah. Like, whereas for me, I mean, obviously I'm from here so close that I can just, you know, go visit quickly. But, you know, anywhere in the States, like, you know, it's not too far of a trip to where, you know, you kind of would be able to check it out. And that's a common thing, like in college athletics, you know, you take, you know, your official visit and you go look at the school or unofficial visit and kind of see, but you know, for you guys, like it's such a gamble because you have no clue, like how it how it's gonna go until you're until you're there already. But well, you know, you know what? It wasn't like a gamble. I don't. Sorry, it's not to cut you no, off. No, no, go ahead. Go it ahead. wasn't like a gamble. It was just like <laughs> when you go somewhere and you walk around, you can get like uh, this already set mindset of what you think of the place so in some ways i was kind of happy i couldn't go visit because i didn't want some little thing to deter me as if like oh, i don't want to go here because of this or whatever so i know like i can't see it for myself but i, I thought it was actually really cool that it was somewhere new and i had to just take it and run with it you know yeah, what i mean like yeah well same here obviously i saw pictures and all that stuff but but i think a big big thing for me was that 
there was also a Norwegian there. Well, shout out to Alex Berg. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I got in contact with him. We didn't really talk that much, but like from whatever he said, he told me was, I, you know, I was kind of sold because I was already like thinking about going and, and then obviously talking to him and listening to what he had to say and uh, about like the school and his experience there kind of helped helped a lot for me you know and uh, I guess from from there on we we just went for it here we are now yeah here we are now what what, uh this this was always a thing that that blew my mind but how old were you when you played against Holland I don't I think I think from we were 14 to we were like 16, right before he went to uh, Molde, which is like the one yeah, of the big teams in Norway. That's just crazy, like seeing wow. how big now. It's so I remember he told me that it's just so wild, but yeah, fun fact. Thomas, uh, Thomas, Thomas, Thomas locked up Holland, he didn't score a single goal against them. That's it. Don't nah, fact no, check me, but he scored a couple unfortunately but was he i i think you know i talked about this but was he like could you tell that he was just next level like was was he that much of a standout player i think what most people um well at least what people were talking about was how smart he was like on on the field and his positioning and everything knowing where to go with like where the ball was and you know and because he was never from well from what i can remember he was never a big big player like a big guy you know he was good but he was and he was like a small skinny guy um but then obviously in just those few years he was in Malda, and right before he left he just grew like a crazy guy and then yeah yeah that's crazy because from what i've seen in interviews he's not that bright (laughs) like man's got football smarts isn't it (laughs) yeah yeah that's uh, the best i love that Yeah. yeah Well, there's something to be said, too, just about, like, growing up in that professional environment and just playing at, you know, a high level against people that are better than you. And For sure. And you really, like – and, you know, it's it's interesting to compare the two because, like, here in the States, it's like, coming up, like, the whole MLS Academy thing, like, wasn't that big. You know what I mean? And there weren't – like, I mean, even here in Florida, like, we didn't have any professional team except Orlando. Um, yeah. You know, you could like technically play under as like a professional environment, but like, you know, for you guys having a, like a professional team and, and uh, you know, kind of being in that environment, definitely, definitely help. I mean, and, yeah. like as I got older, it, it, it more like the development Academy came around and things like that. But, um, you know, but you know, just- the, you know, the big difference there is that you in, in the U S you have the, I don't know how it is in, in Australia, but at least in the U S you guys have the opportunity to, going to school and playing on the school team, you know, yeah. in Norway, we don't really have, we don't really have school teams. It's merely yeah. just club teams, you know, and, and they yeah. have their own divisions from where, whatever region you're from and all this stuff. So I think like the biggest, biggest reason, or like the main reason why like an Academy MLS Academy is not that like the, like a big, like a big thing in, in the U S yeah. is, is because of, the opportunity of going the college to like system is just crazy well obviously yeah. college too yeah, yeah. well it's so. we had like I, I remember for the academy team i played for like there were guys that over like the high school season 
they couldn't play academy because they like played for their high school you know and so they like kind of like sacrifice the two um and like there have been some rules like there was a league uh called ecnl where like basically you played all the way up until high school season and then it took like a break and then after high school season like you came back and and played again but no i agree like i think you know having and and also too not even just like for soccer but you have so many other sports that you know a lot of our top athletes will play that you ultimately lose a lot of these uh, a lot of these really you know talented athletes to so football basketball baseball yeah, et cetera. yeah. now it's getting better you know and it's you know the u.s is making a name for themselves and you know like the development system's getting better but it, you know still still definitely a, a ways to go can you imagine if they put all the best athletes that they have in like the different sports yeah. into like one like main sport like imagine like soccer yeah. they be insane no I, well that's the thing like with america being so big like there's just so much talent to choose from but it gets diluted because they go and play other sports you know i mean even yeah. me growing up like i didn't play i didn't really like 100 percent commit to soccer until i was you play a lot of baseball yeah well i grew up playing baseball and that's how i became a keeper because like i could catch and so <laughs> like and then like all my friends they all played soccer and so naturally like and i didn't fully commit to soccer until i was like 15 i mean i played both soccer and oh, no. baseball, but um, yeah. like I didn't fully commit to soccer until those. And that's just like such a difference, you know, like you guys were saying, you know, you grew up playing, you know, from, you know, four or five, six years old. And like, that's just kids growing up here, you know, it's, you play football, you know, in the fall, you, try everything. you play yeah. soccer in, in the winter and you play baseball in the spring or, you know, whatever. Yeah, it yeah. It's like, we, well, we only have soccer, you know, and yeah, well, no, that's, 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 big, so. that's what's crazy is just the difference. But, but, I don't know. I will say like something to be there's something to be said about like you know playing like these different sports and learning the different skills because like I feel like yeah. that's that's definitely helped. But like I definitely have like noticed at moments you know it's just like you know like the soccer smarts or like the IQ you know and like practical aspect like I've I've lacked at certain points because I just I don't have like the the experience that um, other players have and so yeah yeah the difference but yeah i mean yeah, bro, my country rugby is like the the, yeah. the pinnacle of sport here so if you play soccer you're you're a douche and no one you know <laughs> that no one cares but slowly the slowly in australia over the years the soccer has become more of a a um of like a goal for the country to develop for when i was starting up it was cricket and, and rugby and and i don't even know what else swimming maybe that was about it nothing else Soccer's only starting to come into like, but like in in Norway, like you said, it's like the only thing they play. They play soccer, you know. In the US, you have like everything. Yeah, literally everything. When I was growing up, I I like I said, I started young, but my parents put me in a lot of different sports just to see if like I might like something yeah. else. Or I might be good at something else. I tried tennis, golf. I even did fucking archery at one point. <laughs> I think <laughs> I was like seven doing archery. It's like, yeah. I mean, swimming. I was so bad at swimming. I mean. I tried everything except baseball. Baseball was never a thing here. Like no one plays Cricket, that. Cricket though. Oh, I tried, it's so boring. It's so boring for me. Cricket. I don't know. Like <laughs> if I'm not hitting the thing or throwing the thing, if I'm just standing there waiting to catch it, and I'll probably wait there. Like when we when we have sport at school, bro, I wait there for like ten minutes talking crap to someone next to me, and then the ball comes, I drop it, and then I look like a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> I just hate being there. It just shit is. But yeah. 
don't know. Like the only thing that was sort of interesting was track and field. I like like I liked long jump. I liked shot put. I liked sprinting. I liked all of that. But I never like uh, never went into that. Soccer was just too much. Too too good. Soccer is just the best, mate. Yeah. It's got everything. It's got like the whole the soccer just gives you every attribute you need, mate, for any sport. I feel like you just you don't need to do anything else. Well, that's yeah, that's an interesting like debate you'll hear. Like most soccer players like can relatively, you know, do somewhat well. Like if you give them the time, you know, like they have that. Yeah, general. they're athletic people. That's yeah, what it is. Like, I mean, maybe not baseball, because that's definitely, you know, hard and like if you don't yeah. have the hand eye coordination, it, it's difficult, but you know, um, I don't know. It depends. It depends. That's why, but that's why you'll get like a lot of American soccer players. Like they don't really look like soccer players, you know, like they're, they're yeah, athletes yeah. And they kind of yeah. develop like the exactly. technical, technical skills for footy. Yeah. Well, as, as I guess we know, but people don't know, Leo is back home in Australia, still mm. playing. And Thomas is in Norway right now, but we'll be going back to New York at Queens College in August. So Hey, go nights. Tom, have you even been playing, bro? Have you played soccer at all in there? Uh New York? No. Haven't met the team yet. I've been there for a year, nothing. No. I met the coach. Oh, I can't believe it. Really nice guy. Really, really cool guy. It but, blows uh, my brain. It talk, blows my tell brain. us about that. Tell us about like like so you know, talk about how you know leaving Nova and that process to then entering the portal, getting the Queens and then Corona and just, yeah, run us through all that. Well, you know, I mean, entering, talking about entering like the portal and everything, you know, uh, when I decided to, to, to leave, leave Nova, um, coach, well, coach put me on the, put me on the transfer portal, uh, making me available for other coaches to see me and contact me and everything. Uh, so I had a couple of coaches reach out. Um, nothing too interesting. Obviously, I had to do a little bit uh, of research on my own and, and look for some schools uh, to get this pro- process kind of kickstarted. Um, and then I came across, came across, well, I always thought about living in New York. You know, I, I like living in the big cities and and coming from a small island, I, I like the new new adventures, you know, that come along with with living in a big city. And uh, and so I came came across uh, Queens College, um, and uh, and I uh, sent the coach an email just to ask uh, like how how the program was. We got in touch. He was very interested. He loved Norway. He had a good friend from Norway that's like a coach from one of my rival teams back home in Norway so he knew a little bit about me too and could kind of like vouch vouch for me um and then I guess from there on you know committing everything you know all the paperwork that work that follows with going to a new school and transferring out and all this shit you know so So obviously that took some time. Um, I think I committed in March, March or March. You're yeah, back. March home, was right? it was all kicking off. Well, I th- I think I think yeah. I because I came home. When did we leave? Was it in like mid March or something? Yeah, mid to late March. I left as late as possible. Yeah, and so I got home like towards the end of March, and then I committed in April. I think uh, did all this paperwork and all this shit, and then. And then, 
I moved to New York in August, hoping that we were going to be able to meet up and practice with just the team. Um, obviously, that didn't happen. I came to a city that was empty. There was no one outside, like literally yeah, in all, crazy. all these big tourist spots, no one. Um, yeah, so wow. that I guess that was kind of nice, though. I got the city for myself and got to <laughs> check out all these places without the without the tourism and all that shit too. Uh, yeah. Moving into like the apartment that I live on, which is like fifty feet from from the from the school campus. Awesome. Um, which is nice too. And then obviously meeting some of the guys on the team and starting to work out on our own. Shout out, shout out Minas. Shout out to Minas. Shout out to all the boys that I, all the boys that I met last year. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, oh, it's class. But yeah, you know. Um, and then I was there for the first semester. They were positive about us being able to start practicing the next semester. So Obviously, I was back home for Christmas and everything, and then I went back because I was I had the belief that we were going to start practicing. I came back. I think I was there for like a week, and the coach texted in the group chat, yeah, we're not practicing this semester. And then I was just, you know, I was just there meeting new people, um, having school online, although the campus was right next to me, you know. Yeah. Having to look at the campus every day was just kind of yeah, shitty awesome. you know because we weren't allowed in and and nothing like that so um but anyways here i am it's been a year uh, i've gotten to know new york i've met new people um and well now i'm ready to go back you know kick some ass get some practice yeah so that's gonna uh. be so Leo, then on your end, tell tell your side of, of leaving Nova. Hey, good morning, bud. Oh. Little, man, little man just woke up. Justin. Hey. JJ. Yeah, my man. Oh. Fortnite. 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 My G. Anyway, anyway, yeah. So um, yeah, tell tell your side, Leo. Um, oh man, where do I start this? Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I like. Oh, every time I think about it, bro, I get, like, this bad feeling. I don't know. The way it went down was not great. I don't know. Like, the – when did we go in for those meetings, Tom? Do you remember? Right before Christmas or something. Yeah. Yeah. I went in for a meeting and Hello? Uh, basically said that – um. Hold on, wait one second. Where'd everyone go? I'm coming, I'm coming. Sorry, bro, my dog is just going crazy. I don't know how he's awake. Sorry, Sorry boys, man. I got my, got my computer charger. So it looks like we all had to go and come back. Yeah, 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 nice little, nice little break. Here we are. All right. So oh, where was it? Okay, so I went in for that evaluation meeting at the end of the year or end of that um, semester, and they said like 
Um, we still need to see more from you that you can be like this strong role in the team. And the spring season should be the opportunity to do that. And I was pretty confident that I could do that. So we started the spring season. I mean, we only played a few games, I'm pretty sure. A few no, we only played one. Yeah, we played that game. We smashed it, made like 7-0. Yeah, that, that, that was that, that yeah. wasn't even a game, but... Yeah, and I felt all right in training one night. Anyway, we met up again, and and they... Oh, man, it was just sour. Just straight from the start, it was like just one... I, I could tell they wanted me to... To, to contemplate going somewhere else. You know, they kind of made it pretty known. And back then I was very naive and I just didn't like, I didn't get a good vibe that even if, even if I could prove myself, it wouldn't change anything. Like the way the conversation was going, it was a, the, in their mind, I was just going to be like a, whatever player on the side. You know, I told them I didn't want to. Like, already settled. Yeah, and when people got a square mindset like that, bro, I knew like I don't know if I'm gonna be wasting my time here. I, I've never, in all my years, I've never been like. That's why it was hard to take. I've never been a. I've always been an important player. I've always started or been captain. I've camped. I've captained most of the teams I've played in. And knowing from that to you might be on the bench, law, I was just. I was very young. I was just. I didn't like hearing it. And, and then I, they gave me some paper in front of me to like say you, like put me on the portal like Tom and whatnot. So I just signed it. And then when I went home and thought about it a couple of days later, I'm like, fuck, did I just do the right thing? Did I stuff everything up? What, what did I do? Called my agent. I explained to him and he said, you know, maybe it wasn't the best idea, but we can, we can figure out what to do. And then in the middle of all that happening, I contacted a few other teams. The, the closest team I was going to commit to was Midwestern in Texas in the middle of like nowhere. Yeah, it wasn't a bad team. Like they did all right. Like they, I've checked the 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 years and they've done pretty well. But then all that COVID shit happened. I didn't know if I was gonna stay in my dorm and and wait it out. Like me and my dad thought it would be a nothing thing, and then it ended up being a lot bigger. So I had to go back last minute. I, I barely made my flights. I mean, I, I I think I had to get four different flights, different flights on the way back. I remember when I was in Florida getting the flight back, my flight didn't exist. That's what they were telling me. They're like, your flight doesn't exist. I'm like, mate, <laughs> mate, I'm from Australia. I'm a student. I'm just trying to get home. And this lady, thank Lord, she was she was off her break and she's like, I'm going to help you. And there was this other Aussie couple waiting to get home. And they're like, I can only do it for this boy. I'm sorry. They put me on a flight to Houston. I get there. It was a ghost town. My flight was gone again. I had to get all these different flights. I eventually made it back. I did like how many details? I think Houston to to, to somewhere else or, and then to New Zealand and then home. Anyway, I got home and I didn't really know what to do. So I kept talking to that Midwestern coach. He was a really great guy. Coach me in, shout out if you see this. <laughs> Him and um, the other coach Fitzpatrick, they were so great for me. They, they made everything um, really easy for me to make a decision. And when I finally brought it up to my parents, they weren't really happy with the whole thing, mainly because in Australia, it was, it was still not very certain what was happening. And, and given that I've already gone to a different country and my mom wasn't really happy about it, doing it again in such an unsure time was like bad. So, I, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of tears were shed. I had some very harsh conversations. I was not very happy that I kind of, I felt like I threw it away. I felt like I threw my opportunity away. So I had to like just eat it and just tell the coach I wasn't going to commit and see what happens down the track. Mm. Um, I didn't hear at all from my coach. I don't think again from Nova. I don't think I heard anything from them ever again after that. And coming back 
uh, I picked up like, I don't know, like th three. It went from living in Florida by the beach, giving everything to me, no job, just perfect life. The calf, like the calf. That's all that has to be said. <laughs> and then I had to, I picked up like three different jobs. I had to, my parents set like a very strong tone that I had to, like if I wanted to live here, I have to make it work. Like as if I just went off and did it. By myself, I have to come back and do it myself as well. So I was trying to make um, myself back part of the family sort of. Uh, yeah, so I started working. Soccer wasn't happening yet, but it picked up very quick. I started playing again at my old club very quickly after that. And to be honest with you, I worked through a lot of things on the pitch and off. Off was probably the hardest. I think that, that part of my life was the, the hardest part. You guys already know what I'm going to say. The relationship thing was like the craziest thing I've ever gone through in my life. God, man. No, to this day, I feel like it haunts me, bro. It's still in my brain. Um, but obviously, I'm fine now. But that point was horrible. And, and when I picked up soccer again, I had a horrible attitude. I just... I like sometimes didn't want to be there, but I knew I could like, I was, I could still play good, but I just didn't have it in me and the coaches knew it. I mean, they made me captain and then benched me the first couple of games. It was really like whirlwind of emotions going on, you know? Anyway, I still stuck it out with these three or whatever jobs. I started, I enrolled in one of the, I, I, I luckily got in one of the top schools here and continued to play and as the year went on it became a lot easier i, I became more determined I, I got my passion back for soccer i started getting my life together and now the end of the year before i got the bloody knee injury i was killing it mate i was top goal scorer in the league i think third assist uh, i was captain obviously i mean and then now finally i got a, a, a i don't know no aussies will see this but i got like a first grade contract for next year so that's uh, like as long as I heal, I'll be I'll be part of a first team again. I mean everything's working out, um, all right. Um, but yeah, I think that whole situation of of leaving and and having the whole change of life so fast, bro. I came home isolated by myself. I didn't. My family put me in my room, gave me food at the door, didn't come near me. They were so scared of everything. I, I, like. It was a lot to take in by myself. It felt like I was by myself. You know what I mean? So you didn't even have footy to like take your mind off of it. No, nah, bro. No footy. I mean, some of my closest friends here, since I had been gone, we weren't as close. So I didn't have anyone to like really talk to too much, you know? So it was just, uh, I built a lot of character out of it. Like I, I'm, I'm grateful for it. I mean, I didn't like it, but I, I mean, I've changed plenty from it you know and i think it was a big big learning curve that will hopefully send me in a good direction for the rest i mean it's going well now so i'm gonna keep it going you know <laughs> i think i'm starting to see the fruits of like all that hard labor and stress to get through it i feel like it's it's doing me good now you know no that's that's amazing yeah. and the fact that like it's crazy how quickly you know things can just get turned upside down you know it's like yeah you get brought to sunny south florida on a you know a four like a you know a promise of a four-year you know scholarship and contract yeah. you know next thing you know you're back home working and thomas is in yeah the change of life so fast bro it was like yeah. crazy but it we just went from, we went from living in heaven to just straight straight out going to hell like, mm. like how crazy like we we were having the best time all of us together basically living together yeah planning, it was well, so crazy planning man. for the future too and then 
and then four months into the. Man, I I pictured us the next three years after that just having the time of our life, like killing soccer. I I had it like I'm a very like visual person. I could picture if whether we lived with the golf boys in an apartment or whatever. Like I just saw the where the friendship and all that was gonna go, and then it just got taken away. It was so sad, bro. I hated it. Hated well, that, it. and that's the thing is like you know college is supposed to be like the time of your life. You meet you know you meet, and obviously like you know we all are super close friends. But you know just in the short amount of time that we did have together, like imagine you know four four years of that and not only like on the social aspect but like on the field you know it's like when you grow up or not grow up you play with the same kids for so long and you know yeah. you know what they're going to do before before they do it yeah it would have been it would have been a whole different story second yeah. third year we could have been a front running team i reckon if that team yeah, like well that's what's tough is just with like so many new guys in and out it's so hard to build that chemistry and really you know like continue you know because it's like like even this fall and spring you know thankfully we were able to practice and you know i was grateful for that but it's like yeah. all the gains and you know advances we made doesn't really do much because you have a bunch of guys that are graduating you know kids yeah. that are and, you know 10 12 new guys coming in each year you know coming in so it's like you kind of have to start over and you only have three weeks to like get to know everyone again before you have to start competing so it's just, yeah yeah and then you're so, supposed to be a good enough team to go to a national championship barely even knowing anyone you know and then yeah. win yeah. the whole learn it like no like getting to know people as they as they um as like the season goes on and then once you start to know them it's like oh like they're gone gonna and then, change yeah. and yeah. you know when you say no i mean i feel like it's it's knowing them not just like their name yeah. and whatever like really like how i know you boys maybe not as deep with them but like nowhere near i only knew them on the surface you know yeah, i only knew yeah, their yeah, names yeah. and shit like well that's and it's tough too because like you know they're so much older and you know like they're all taking you know graduate classes and you know you just different interests and it's just it's really yeah. hard to, to connect this the same way that that uh, yeah. you know like uh, you know us three did and and you know some of the the younger the younger guys yeah yeah you know what like the only thing i can say that was missing in america that i get back here is every team i'm in here is like a real family vibe even only yeah. in one year like i said the culture is different here nearly everyone on my team does like works like at a job site like a plumber yeah. or electrician or or what or a mechanic like my parents i i sometimes see them like at a job site and I might be on the same job site and I see him like, and we talk like everyone, we have a group chat, everyone talks throughout the day, even though we, cause in college, bro, you see everyone, you see everyone nearly every day. You can run into well, your whole team in one yeah. day. Yeah. But here, like everyone's got their own life, but it's still closer. It still feels closer. And, it, and yeah. you know, like that was the only thing I felt was missing out of the experience. Like if I could change one thing, it'd be like to have a deeper I'd like more wholesome family yeah. feel, you know. No, I like, agree. And I think I think that's what we were missing. Like we had such talented players, but I just felt I think like the team chemistry, you know, and really like the camaraderie, just you know. Yeah, we know how it was, bro. It was like a team. Over, there was a group over here, friends with coach. Group over there that was young. Group over here that was like three people. That's what he said. Bro, am I am I capping or not? Like, oh my god, that's funny. But yeah. It's, it's you know, like I, I, that's I'm what really, it felt like to me. Um, you know, well, and it's like 
growing up, you know, I grew up playing with like all the same people. Like we all went to school together. We all played for the same club. We all, you know, like I, I played soccer with some of the same kids for, you know, seven, eight plus years. And, you know, it's just such like a different vibe now because you don't, you know, you barely know anyone, you know, like you're slowly just starting to, you know, kind of like get. Well, it's the same for, I think it's the same for all of us, you know, and especially like going into college, they're picking out people from, well, from say Nova's perspective, they're picking out 16 new players from, from around the world, like 10 of them, 12, 13 from Europe, you know, from different countries in Europe, not, not even knowing like who they are and, you know, all this stuff. So I think the biggest, biggest thing about, as Leo says about this, this family feeling about college and, you know, you can't really compare it to what you're used to because you're used to hanging out with your best friends for, from, from when you were six, you know, you started playing together from when you were six and then till you were what, 18. And then now you go to a completely new team and, and you know, this, this family feeling might, might not even be there after, yeah. after a, after a year, you know, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's difficult well, it's to like, prepare it's, it, you know. And, dude, once you once you start to develop it, it's just so many new guys coming in and out that it's you know. It's yeah, fun. it's fun. I, you know, I get that it's like that too in the professional world. You know, you have guys constantly like coming in and leaving, but I don't think it's at the same volume that like it is in college because you know you may only have like a couple guys that transfer in and out, but like a majority of the team, you know, will kind of be there for years on end. And when you play with people like yeah. that years and years and years you just you know like i said you, you know what they're gonna do before they even do it it just makes things easier yeah for sure yeah that's uh be interesting to see the way uh the way this next year goes yeah. thomas with his first first actual season at his school, even, though, even though he's been there a year already which is absurd and then leo announcing some big news exclusively here that he's gonna get a contract <laughs> and uh the exciting time when does i know the seasons are a little different there leo when does like footy start um like for you guys yeah so we were we were supposed to finish the season right about now okay but because of covid the last like five rounds have been postponed we've also got a lot of tournaments here we've got a lot of cups a lot of different like yeah. but um usually it starts in like march april and it finishes around like july august sometimes even later depends on how the games go but yeah and then we start pre-season like november it's almost a year thing yeah okay no, that makes sense a little yeah normally i'm trying to think well it's, it's the same amount of games as we played in college but like yeah. only one a week like you guys play we yeah, play like 20 games in like two two games a week but we play it over one that's week the one week. thing and I actually did a, like a, a report on it freshman year that there was like a bid to extend the soccer season from like September all the way, like basically throughout the whole year, kind of like the way yeah. basketball is. And yeah. it just like, it would be, you know, cause when you try and cram everything in, into like the fall, it just, you know, two games a week, practicing every day, class, all that, et cetera, et cetera. And, you mm -hmm. know, then in the spring too, you know, you kind of lose out on, you know, like, although yeah, you play games, it's not nearly the same. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know if that will happen, but that would definitely be uh, interesting to see. And it's more realistic to the yeah. way, like, you know, all the top leagues are. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, boys, it's been uh, it's been a great chat. Any, anyone want to add anything else or talk about anything else? I'd 
it's been almost uh, an hour and a half coming up. Really? Yeah, it's. it's wow, long. that didn't feel long at all, bro. Twelve o'clock my time. It's what two? No, ten till six p.m. here. Ten till six. Yeah, I it's like ten to two a.m. here. Leo, Leo, uh, stayed up late for us tonight. Yeah. I always stay up late, bro. I always stay up oh. late. I do most of my work at night. So we're not special. Yeah, you gotta catch me next time, bro. I work like. I got this like little, um, like little tiny like job at a bank, yeah, where it's all online. Okay. But sometimes when I take like Zoom meetings, I have to dress up like in a suit yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like next time I look that, bro. I woke up, I fell asleep on the couch to my doggy watching um mm-hmm. Suits on Netflix, the banger show. Great show, great show. Yeah, and um, yeah, I woke up like oh fuck, I'm covered in fur, so I had to put this shit on. But yeah, I can. Time, you know, what? I see you. I see you sitting there. With like your your uh, boxers on and like I'm <laughs> tired, like over, only the over. I, I I tried to like turn off my camera and go get the door right. It was a post post like I think my my parcel was there or something, and um, I apparently didn't turn off the camera. So I get up, I put like a tie shirt on, and then there's no pants. <laughs> oh. And luckily my workers are cool. And they're like, "Oh, Leo, what the fuck?" But I was like, "Hey." <laughs> I mean, because everyone, everyone's doing it. Like everyone yeah. knows. But, you know, it's the typical home office uh, look. You know. Yeah. What What can oh. you say, bro? Like, oh, I'm not gonna wear pants, but I don't have to. Like, jeez. <laughs> facts, facts. Well, it's it's been an absolute pleasure, and I think there was a lot of really valuable knowledge and and storytelling, and uh, I think it's, yeah. Uh, Next yeah. time we gotta get the golf boys in here. Yeah, well, so, so I, I have one with um, Big E. I did one with Big E. Yeah? yeah. Manny boy. Manny. I did that back at school, though. Like, this was early on uh, when I, like, first started. But, bro, yeah. it was so bad. Like, we were sitting outside of Mako, and I, like, <laughs> had just my computer, and all you hear are the planes, like, every five minutes. Like, like just What did you talk to him about? Oh, mate, like just, you know, his, his like story and how he like, you know, came, like similar, you know, came to the States. Yeah. I, like I find it so interesting, you know, hearing like the pathway, but, um, you know, he had like a lot of uh, psychological aspects, like for golf and like different tips and things like that. And yeah, um, yeah it was, it was good. So that's kind of going to be like a bonus episode because the audio was so shit, but like, yeah. <laughs> along the way but no it's been class and we'll have to we'll have to do this um again uh kind of see see how things progress so yeah for I'm sure, sure i'd like to talk to you boys more often like, like even once a week we don't we don't we don't talk talk nearly as much as we should too. yeah i know like i feel like given how much we used to see each other it's a big big change in it yeah definitely different and again when we talk, it seems like it's it, it was yesterday. Like yesterday. Yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> it's just so it's so tough because the time difference. That's what really makes it hard. Like for Tom and I, it's okay because like it's not that big of a difference. But with you and Oz, like it's just it's so different. It's but, not a big deal, man. I'll make it. No, happen. I was gonna say you you let us know, and and normally like I mean once we go back to school, it might be a little bit harder. But at least until mm. then, you know. Um, it, yeah. It, to, yeah i mean you know when i first wanted to call you guys i think it was last year or early this year i was like so like formal about it. i'm like oh two weeks from now i'm gonna call the boys for yeah. like half an hour 
I feel like I should just pick up the phone and just call you. And if you answer, you answer, you know, like. Well, that's, that's what, that's what I like. I really love about the podcast is it just, it kind of gives you um, like an excuse to, you know, catch up and, and, you know, just yeah, talk sure. and, and go over stuff. So definitely, definitely, definitely been great, but. Yeah, I got to call George anyway, bro. He still hasn't sent my bloody stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no matter how many times I bother these Brits, mate, it just does not work. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it for you when when they get back into town. I'll have to I'll have to see yeah, it. It's okay. Now he said it. You gotta hold him to it, Leo. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Hold him to it. It's alright, boys. I I, I think I recall. Way. I think Jamie actually. Who has it, Jamie or George? Yeah, George has it. I talked to him a couple of weeks ago, and he's like Monday, and then I called him again. He's like tomorrow, and then it hasn't. I don't know. But it's does, all he right. have it, does he have it in England or it's here at school? It's right. It's in England. It's in England. Oh, okay. Oh, you brought it to England. Yeah, Jamie Jamie gave it to George, and then George actually benefited because he said he needed to bring more stuff. So he used my bag, so it worked out. So he said it'll be easier to send from there. So yeah, I might shoot him another message. I feel I don't want to nag him. You know what I mean? Like keep saying it. So maybe by the time um, I get back, I'll be back in the US. Help me if it's in England, unless he brings it back over to the states, which I don't think he'll do. Yeah, that's right. Gotta get it before he leaves, or else year now, huh? You had that stuff. It seems like, like more than, <laughs> more than maybe a year, more bro. than a year. I mean, it's nothing like I. The only thing, the only thing that matters now is now when I hurt my knee, I used to wear like orthotics, you know, like so, shoe insoles that are specific yeah, yeah, yeah. for you. I yeah. think they're in there. Like I, I can't find it here, so I'm like, yeah. just send it if it's in there. You know, I need it. But by the way, what did you what did you end up doing with that piano or keyboard that you bought? You remember that? Oh, I couldn't bring it, bro. Yeah, I couldn't bring it. I, remember I left that, it yeah. in Kelly's room with like everything else I had. I bought a new one. It's in there. It's in the name. I still play it. I, I bought a new yeah. one. Yeah. I lost a lot of things, bro. <laughs> Mate, yeah, call me if you need help. We'll, we'll do some practice. Yeah, yeah. We should. I, I mean, no, I mean I'm no, trash, but I'll work. I'm still working at it. No, that's right. It's a cool thing. I like yeah. it. All right, well, we'll sign off. We'll sign off uh, to the podcast. And, uh, Yo, Abdo, Australia, signing okay. off. Arrow, Norway. All right. All right, lads. Get it, uh, Until next time, huh? Get it up, base yeah. out.